0: Come on, everybody. Here we go. Up to Neverland. Welcome to Detour to Neverland, where we interview Disney content creators and product producers. We share Disney stories and strategies for how to grow your Disney hobby or business. Here's your host, Brendan Wright.
1: Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today's episode is part three of our Disneyland trip report. Part one, you can find back in episode 27 where we highlighted Mickey's Halloween party. Part two, you can find back in episode number 30 where we talked about our experience in Disneyland. Today, we're so excited to be back to talk about Disney's California Adventure. Before we do that, we have a couple of pieces of news that we want to share with you guys that we're so excited about. The first one, probably the biggest piece of the news, is that as this show has evolved and we've been able to experience new things and talk through it, something has come up that I am so happy that has come up. And I think that you guys will be excited about as well. We will be getting a new host to join me on Detour to Neverland. And it's someone you've heard from before, and it's Catherine, my wife. So, Catherine. You just want to share a little bit about what made you want to jump on and start hosting with me. I know from my standpoint, I'm so excited about it because we talk about Disney all the time. Now we can just extend that and share that love with our guests.
0: Well, I think just from you know us doing these trip reports, I think it's been a lot of fun. Um, we definitely kind of, I guess, vibe well together. That's what happens when you get married, I guess. So um, we have fun and I enjoy doing it. So I figured, why not?
1: Yeah. So we'll get a new perspective, which I think is great for any of these types of things, because you'll view things very differently than I will be able to draw out different um, answers from our guests than I would be able to alone. Um, I would say that for us, if you can just bear with us, because we're going to try to get our bearings, we'll have to work out kind of what our styles are going to be like together. Um, but I think once we get rolling, it's really going to be something special. Um, and, I, and I'm, So thankful for anybody who wants to listen along with this journey with us. So I'm excited. Are you excited, Catherine?
0: Well, of course I'm excited.
1: Well, awesome. Well, so you probably can expect those episodes to start coming out with Catherine around the end of this year, around Christmas. Um, We are going to start being able to drop those where both of us are there. So you got to bear with us. It'll be just me for the next couple of episodes, but then we'll jump on together. So Catherine, thank you for joining me. (laughs) Anytime. Uh, So, yeah, I'm really excited. We have really big things planned for Detour to Neverland, and this is just a step in the right direction, I think. The other thing is that, so this episode is something that it got delayed a little bit because of our schedules and also because some of our guest schedules where we wanted to push some other episodes up the ladder, be able to push those out in respect of other people's trips and other people, what they had going on. So um, we apologize that this one's a few weeks later than we initially shared that it would be, but so excited to jump into it now. The other minor thing is that Instagram has been the tool that I have used mostly to connect with you guys as the listeners. Um, I'm now reaching out into Twitter. Um, So if you guys aren't already, you can find me on Twitter at D, D, Tn as in Detour and Neverland podcast is the Twitter handle. Trying to get my bearings over there, trying to figure out what is the best way to share good content over there. Um, but yeah, I'd be so ecstatic to continue the conversation offline with any of our listeners or any of our guests over there. So jumping into that, um, the other thing that I wanted to mention is that On Instagram last week, I mentioned to you guys that October was a really great month for Detour to Neverland. November was an awesome month as well. And I wanted to make a really strong push at the end of November to let the show reach new guests or or new listeners and you guys responded better than I ever could have imagined. So many people shared it on their story or made posts about it or commented about the show and shared it with so many new people. And I am so eternally grateful for anybody who took the time to do that. Um, That means so much to us um, and being able to reach new people. And and so I just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for anybody who took the time to do that. And if you didn't, um, you know, I thank you as well for listening because We're just so blessed that anybody would take the time to listen to the content that we're pushing out. So we're almost ready to jump in to Disney's California Adventure Review. Last thing is that after we, of course, with any podcast episode, you always are kicking yourself of, oh, I should have said this or oh, I should have said that. There was just a couple things from our Disneyland trip report on episode 30 that we wanted to mention um, more from a trip planning perspective for if anybody um, is, is using this as that kind of tool. One is we never mentioned that we ate Minnie's breakfast at the Plaza Inn in Disneyland one morning. And I think um, that was definitely one of the highlights of our trip. Um, it's also a great time to mention that on this episode, Elizabeth is back to join us as well. So Elizabeth wasn't there for our Disneyland episode to share her thoughts. So that's a great one because I know, Liz, it was something that you really enjoyed. So why don't you maybe share your thoughts on on Minnie's Breakfast at the Plaza Inn?
2: Well, first, I'd like to say thank you so much for having me back. I love listening in to all the podcasts and everything at Detour to Neverland. But as you mentioned, um, the Minnie's Breakfast at the Plaza Inn was something extra magical for me. From being at Walt Disney World, most of our characters live in the same storybook realms. So if you would go to the Crystal Palace in Magic Kingdom, you'd find all of Winnie the Pooh versus 1900 Park Fair. You'd find more of the England characters like Mary Poppins and Alice. So going to Minnie's Breakfast which was an all-you-care-to-enjoy buffet, but having characters from such diverse storylines, like Mr. Penguin from Mary Poppins, a character you would never imagine seeing with the fairy godmother, it was so magical and unbelievable, and they'd all sign for you and take the time and just roam freely throughout the restaurant without anticipation. And if you would sit there for more of a prolonged period of time, another random character would appear. So it wasn't just the same rotation of, you know, Mr. Penguin and Geppetto and the fairy godmother. No, if you wait an additional 10, 20 minutes, Pluto would waltz out or another character. What's, you know, very above par food. But the character experience was you know 20 out
1: of 10 for me Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's something that we knew going into ahead of time that it was every day is just a different collection of characters so that's something that we were really looking forward to me personally i thoroughly enjoyed the breakfast i had seen that max was there in the past he was not there on our day that was kind of a bummer but just the thrill of wondering who's going to walk out next was great Catherine, did you think the food was pretty good
0: Oh, yeah, they had an all-you-can—no, not all—well, it was all-you-can-eat, obviously. But they had, like, a make-your-own omelet station, and I'm a big fan of -hmm. those. So I would recommend that. Um, I mean, I guess the highlight, obviously, I mean, the breakfast part is always nice because you want to eat and get your money's worth. But the characters definitely kind of put it over the top for us just because, like Liz said, I think she made a good point that— you know, you're used to going to, like, the princess breakfast, and you see the same princesses circulate. But, you know, here, once the fairy godmother went inside, you know, she didn't come back out. Someone new, completely different, would come out. So, I mean, like she said, you could have sat there all morning and got, you know, different people every time.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe one other thing that's worth mentioning. It was a funny thing that happened to us. We just sort of realized that there was a lady, another guest, who was following these characters around. And, you know, typically if anybody's done a character meal, you just sit at your table and wait for the characters to come to you. And she was kind of going up and intercepting them between tables. And I don't think we really could pinpoint it, but the workers themselves, uh, the cast members pinpointed that she was not a paying customer for the breakfast. She was just someone who saw these character and somehow found her way into the plaza and seating area. Um, So that was fun to see the cast members um, politely but sternly ask her to leave.
2: One thing for me that I found to be, I don't want to say awkward as well, but different was that they took a picture of you meeting Minnie first when you entered then towards the end of your meal when normally you would get a, a check instead a photo pass cast member came up to you and was like oh would you like to purchase this photo in a you know temporary frame like would you like to purchase your family portrait and they've already printed it out for you they had you know different varieties of types so it's kind of weird to be approached and almost solicited as you are ending your meal. That seemed a little forced to me.
0: But it it's a little... Disney, so they mm-hmm. have to sell you something. I mean, yeah, it's it, not it... completely out there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> not completely out there. I've just never, ever had that happen before at a character dining. So I, I was a little taken back by it because it was a first-time thing for me. But again, not not, not that strange. But not used to it.
1: Mhm It was good to note that since we had Max Pass, we did get to get the digital version of all of those photos, which that was a good perk as well.
2: But like most character dining, there's not a photo pass photographer He's walking around with a Disney camera. So having a designated photo person or you know being able to switch, you know who's getting their photo made with each character, and they wait and they're usually very accommodating. But just know, making those dining reservations, there's not an actual photo pass photographer there. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, good good thoughts. I think we would all recommend it. We all really enjoyed it. I can't believe that we left it out of the last episode. But I don't want to harp on it too long because we have so much to talk about in California Adventure.
0: So much. It was our favorite.
1: Well, well, that's a bold statement. Just putting it out I, there.
0: I think we can all agree. I mean. I know you can't see it right now, but if we were going to like raise our hands on what park was our favorite, all of our hands would go up.
1: I, I like them for different hands reasons. Hands go
0: up. <laughs> and I say there.
1: You're going to get us copyrighted. <laughs> DJ Khaled's going to shut down the podcast.
2: Cease so, and desist.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think maybe a good place to start is kind of – the atmosphere, the theming of California Adventure, what did you guys think about that? I can start, to me, and I think there's so many people in the Disney community that feel the same way, that like 90s MGM Studios was the place to be. And I felt like California Adventure kind of captured a lot of those same elements. Kind of old Hollywood, classic Hollywood um. That At least that part of the park, I really enjoyed.
0: It was definitely very similar. I mean, I guess if you were going to put it right next to, you know, Hollywood Studios, they had a lot of the same kind of old, you know, buildings, downtown vibes.
1: Mm -hmm. But I think what we liked so much about California Adventure is that all of the different areas kind of had their own unique... Which I think is is common for a lot of different Disney parks. But this one in particular, it really captured the essence of, I guess, California. I mean, that's the goal. But you could walk through different areas and really experience different things. Um, And and we found particular things about each kind of area to to really enjoy.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, that's really funny. I didn't even... Realize that it was supposed to be California.
1: <laughs> oh, my
0: goodness. Did you, Liz? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, just me. That's fine. Now that it's like as soon as you said it, it was like light bulb. <laughs> 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 that's cool, though. But, I mean, I was going to say as far as the atmosphere, I think in each individual land, it was very, like, immersive. You know, when you were in Cars Land – you completely forgot that you were anywhere except for Cars Land. Mm-hmm.
2: I can go on about Cars Land for probably four podcasts. So I don't, I don't know how many of your listeners have been to. You've talked about old MDM, which makes me think about current Hollywood studios. And I know you all have haven't been to Toy Story Land, but after being to Cars Land. It just left so much more to be desired at all of Walt Disney World. Cars Land for me, statement. (laughs) It is a big statement, but Cars Land to me, it shook me to my core. Like I loved the food, and I loved how it was laid out with one main attraction and two like more family friendly, like no height requirement attractions. Like I loved absolutely everything about Cars Land, the decorations, the restaurants the layout just the atmosphere i loved everything and anything about carsland just the street i could just look at the pavement and it was a freaking road like put me in carsland and like just leave me there
1: but i think it's it, kind of where i stand is that i think you can view every area of california adventure like that that there's none of them that are kind of a skip through or a pass And partially it's probably because it was our first time there experiencing it. But I think now, even going back, if I was going to spend a day in DCA, all of the different areas really appeal to me for different reasons and and really play on that. I mean, we haven't even talked about Pixar Pier yet, and that was another area that all of us just kind of jaw on the floor walking through it. I think a lot of it is due to they play so much on the characters, which we like so much because we like all of those Pixar movies. Um, but just kind of that whole the whole setup uh, was something that was very unique to, to a Disney park that we have not experienced yet.
0: Well, yeah, and I think something that we all commented on, just I mean, throughout our entire trip, is that everything was outside. So when you say it's a pier. I mean, you really have that feeling that you're on like a boardwalk, you're at a beach, it's open air. You know, you have the roller coaster kind of whizzing by right next to you, the stands, the food. Um, It was all just very carnival themed. So it was super cute in Mm. that way. Mm
1: -hmm. I do like that it did keep kind of the same. I, I, I believe most theme parks are set up that way, but I do like that Disney is very um, big on, you know, having a main street kind of focused, I don't know the correct term to do that, but kind of leading to a hub and then all of the different lands kind of spoking off of it. Um, and so I really enjoyed the layout of it. I think that looking at the map, it always seemed to us that it was going to take us a really long time, for example, to walk from Pixar Pier to Cars Land, but it really didn't. Uh, I mean,
0: that's because we like run, we don't have a walk speed.
2: But, I mean, it's a big part. of But granted, I think the time still duration, if you were... I'm going to do this a lot because, again, Walt Disney World cast member, less walking time duration from Pixar Pier to Cars Land than if you were to be an animal kingdom and go from Asia to Pandora. Still mm-hmm. less sprinting time.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think it's really a compliment to the layout of it. And I think it's a lot smaller as well with, with everything. But, you know, if I think about walking from like dinosaur to the festival of the Lion King, I get like winded just thinking about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't recommend.
1: (laughs) And that just seems to be our theme that we always, (laughs) we never plan our trips. Um, to walk through the park in kind of one loop but yeah
0: there's no there's no strategy to our madness
2: we did take some steps back and not even go to all of our max passes because they are going to run us rampant through the parks so we 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 did take a step back on this most recent trip and it kind of daggered to the heart a little bit but i appreciate it in the long run Mm -hmm. well i think we also
0: quickly realized that we're not quite as um high energy as we used to be because we would have to go back and take naps. <laughs> so again with the differences. I we needed a nap time.
1: I've successfully converted you two to be midday nap takers. Welcome to the good side.
2: Well, we'll see. Oh, I'm 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 riding that train all the way to the station. <laughs> what? Midday nap. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: So I think I'm sure kind of the atmosphere and theming that'll come through in some of our other discussions as well. The next thing that I had on my list to jump through was food. Um, So maybe there's probably two categories in that meals and then snacks. We snacked a lot. Or just
0: put it all together. Yeah.
1: But the one sit down meal that we did do was Lamplight Lounge. We viewed it more as snacking because we just got appetizers. But I think I really enjoyed Lamplight Lounge Uh, I, I hate to be nitpicky, but the check-in process was really weird.
0: I think the check-in process was weird. And then the actual table that we got was not what I would have expected. And then again, I hate to like bash it because it's a really cool atmosphere. And I mean, we would all highly recommend it. I mean, I think we would all go back, but the table we were sitting at, I mean, if we were, actually eating a dinner because they didn't know that we were just going to get appetizers. I mean, it was not well suited for that.
1: So we were
2: I, bas- guess, I guess I'm going to counter that because the title is a lounge and lounge you expect like low seating more like I, I understand the vibe they're going for. So, yes, it would be difficult for dinner, but I appreciated the aesthetic. Like I get the trendy. Well, maybe we're
0: just not trendy enough or maybe it's just me. I don't know.
1: I can see both sides of it. I definitely understood. I I could see that your point that it's a lounge and that's kind of expected. However, if you looked at the inside seating. They They had
0: normal tables. They were at
1: normal tables. So that was my kind of only gripe is that, you know, if we were sitting. Maybe we're not doing a good job of explaining, but we were basically sitting in like couches.
0: Yeah, couches. And it had like a low... Almost like coffee table height table in the middle of us.
1: So if you wanted to be able to reach the table, you basically had to be... Hunched over. Hunched over and sitting on the edge of your seat. It was a little uncomfortable as you went through it. But I think the food and the drinks made up for it, in my opinion. I think that... So we got the lobster nachos, the piggy wings, and the um, carne asada rolls carne asada rolls i would i would say skip
0: yeah i don't think that was any of our favorites mine was honestly the piggy wings i was
2: a big fan of those piggy wings Mm -hmm. they had a great flavor i would eat the lobster nachos again probably breakfast lunch dinner 12 days like in a row Mm
1: -hmm. i agree the drinks i can't even remember what we got they were fancy you know themed drinks which that was fun
0: Yeah, I mean, they were fun, and our waiter was super friendly. I mean, Liz had already kind of put it in her mind that she wanted, you know, extra coasters and this and that to, like, bring home as souvenirs. And our waiter was really nice and gave us all the coasters because they had um, little Pixar sketches Mm -hmm. on them. So we got, like, some Up. There were some Toy Story aliens. Coco.
1: All kinds of things. All so. kinds
0: of things. So he hooked us up. That was a good experience, too. Mm-hmm.
2: I will say for the check-in, that was our one weekend there. So, again, wasn't that our weekend day?
1: I our last honestly, day. Out. I believe it, that was Thursday.
2: Thursday. Oh, that was Thursday. Okay. Well, I don't know. The weekend we went back to California Adventure, when it became the Halloween party, was, again, one of the craziest busy times Mm -hmm. so
1: yeah maybe just to like quickly share our experience on checking in and maybe it was just unique to us but we made reservations we were very mainly because i'm a planner and i just wanted something to do but we made reservations and then when we got there we checked in and they said oh it'll be about 25 more minutes
0: which Mm -hmm. to a planner is not cool
1: well I think just comparing it to Disney trips that we've been on in the past at Walt Disney World, when you show up for a reservation, your table's almost always ready immediately or, or very shortly.
2: See, to me, I I usually check into the reservation and I mentally prepare for t- at least ten minutes. It's like how I usually mentally gauge it, depending on like what time. Like if you're coming on a Monday be seated immediately. If you're going on a Saturday, you're going to wait 10 minutes. But 20 minutes was extreme.
1: I don't think we ended up waiting that long, but it was also not clear on how the check-in process worked because then we just went downstairs because we had to use the restroom, I think. and And those were cool. They Yes, those were cool restrooms. But then it was very strange because they kept coming up to say, what is your name? And we'd say, Right, and they'd say, oh, I don't have yours, and then they just walk away.
0: It was just, like, super unorganized. It's like they just kind of corralled us down these stairs with a bunch of other people. Everyone was confused. You know, you have, like, the pushy people who were like, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, you know, and it was just kind of chaotic, and I almost think that they just weren't prepared, honestly, for people to be there, which is
1: weird. Yeah, maybe they just had an off day, because I think a lot of people enjoy the restaurant. And I think we enjoyed our time there. That was just the one aspect that we were very confused and it kinda of got us off to a weird start. But I think we've beat that horse enough. And so other notable snacks. So the ones that I had on my list, I mean I think the top of the list is the cookie nom noms.
0: No, no, no. The top <laughs> of the list, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> is the adorable snowman parfait. <laughs>
2: See, Catherine, I thought you were definitely going to say the cozy cones.
0: I enjoyed the cozy cones, but I also, I think I almost liked the idea of the cones <laughs> more than I liked the food. And I know that's weird to say because they were delicious, but it was also just like mac and cheese and bread, you know, yeah. it was good. It was really good. But I don't think I could do that for like a meal again.
1: It makes a good Instagram pic, which is part of that. Yeah,
0: part of why we were there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So we so we've already thrown out like four different snacks. I
0: know we are not doing a very good job at this.
1: So cookie nom noms, I think we both we all we went up there and we got one for all three of us to share, and almost immediately we all said we have to get more. That it was not enough for us to share
0: well it was i think maybe for normal people it's plenty but the three of us are like scavengers Mm -hmm. so we kind of gobbled it up and we didn't immediately get a second one
1: no we didn't i think what i of course i loved it because it was a sweet and it was a chocolate chip cookie which is like my favorite snack but i think the overall theming of that area just plays to it so nice so when you're wrapping up the Incredicoaster, you get those whiffs of chocolate chip cookie. Um, in that last scene, you get off. There's a cart right there. You get them. And it's, it was just a kind of continued the story from the attraction, I think.
0: Yeah, it was perfect placement because they couldn't put a gift store there. So they had <laughs> to put a cookie cart there.
1: I'm not blaming them at all. I, I completely support that decision.
0: So that was good. We would definitely recommend that. They had, like, the chocolate chip version, but then they also had...
1: A shortbread.
0: Yeah, I don't know
2: why you would ever get that instead of the chocolate chip one, but... A- another... Oh, Catherine, I think I very vividly remember you saying, why would anyone order the shortbread while the gentleman in front of you ordered a shortbread?
1: <laughs> I just very don't know vividly... why you would do that.
2: <laughs> very vividly, you and not saying it even suddenly. Why would you order a shortbread <laughs> cookie? <laughs>
0: He goes, one for a friend, Why would you wait in line and pay for that? I don't know. If you disagree, you'll have to let us know. But Cookie Nom Nom, definitely a win. Um, like I said earlier, the thing I was the most excited for was the adorable snowman parfait. And that's because I'm an ice cream kind of frozen treat lover. And that definitely met all my expectations. It was like a blue slush. But then in the slush, it had, like, a lemon soft serve.
1: I would compare, like, the texture to Dole Whip.
0: Yeah, just really creamy. And I'm not even a lemon person, so I was kind of nervous. But it was really good. It wasn't, like, overpowering.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: I enjoyed that. Liz, what did you like?
2: I also really enjoyed the cookie nom noms. Um, so while they were all getting the adorable snowman, I went on a margarita run. <laughs> <laughs> Which um margaritas have recently become a staple of my like go-to drink. And so I've quite consecutively lived at Dockside Margarita shamelessly at Disney Springs. Go see Tom. He is a pal. <laughs> You're on a first-name basis <laughs> with a bartender. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's it's very shameful. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised. I found a margarita stand. It was in a whole like hub of restaurants, more towards like the I guess grizzly side of California adventure. So yeah, a great margarita. I enjoyed the cookie nom nom. Um, again, the the cozy cone was meh. What did you end up eating, Catherine? Remind me. What did you get from the actual sit-down restaurant? Did we get the chicken tenders meal? Or
0: Yeah, so when we went to Carsland, I mean, it was later that night. We wanted to go to Flo's, and it was just kind of like a weird like in-between. Like, we're hungry, but we don't want a meal, but we can't just keep eating like sweets. So we got some chicken tenders. We did end up getting a milkshake because, you know, <laughs> vacation. But... Those are really good. Um, our, well, my in-laws, Brendan's parents, recently went to Cars Land and got the actual fried chicken and said that it was really good. So, I mean, if we were going to make a meal out of it, we probably would have chosen that.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree. I think if we could go back, I maybe would have eaten a full meal at Flo's and then just gotten the Cozy Cones as a snack Like a cone later. share. Yeah, because I think we missed out on some good food at, at Flo's. But
2: know we'll one, there. another sweet snack I absolutely loved was. Brendan, you're gonna have to say it for me the specialty churro we got.
1: Um, the s'mores one.
0: Yeah, you know we have we struggle uh, with that oh, word. Oh
1: yes, y'all, you have to say it now for our listeners.
0: We say s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> it kills Brendan every time. We just it's just something about the S and the M.
1: I also recently discovered that you guys say "schmear" instead of "smear."
2: But we don't need to go into all that no. right no. now. So but Einstein, Einstein bagels calls it "schmear" as well. So, like, there's a whole Good. there's a whole it's company. Not just you us. have this. T- no, 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 no. It is not us in any way, shape, or form.
0: Well, I was definitely a big fan of the churro because I'm a big fan of anything with marshmallow, graham cracker, and chocolate. A s'more. Yes. So. Big fan of that. That was over by like the grizzly um, mm-hmm. the grizzly peak kind of area, kind of as you were turning um, in front of the water wheel going over to, I guess like the Paradise Pier section. It was over in that general area, and that was really good. So we had to get one of those. Um, what else did we eat? We ate some tacos. Liz found a little taco stand.
1: That was back in Hollywood land.
0: Yes. So by the Instagram walls, Mm -hmm. they had a little taco truck. And we decided to eat that when, right before like a parade or something? Is that when we did it?
1: I believe it was right before Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: That's it. Liz, what did you, did you get nachos from there? I I got nachos, which I, I could always go for more cheese. That's, that's not really a complaint at all. Um, I thought they were good, spicy, but good, and always wanting more cheese. So, good nachos. flavor.
1: Yeah.
0: And there, we didn't have a line. We just walked up, so that was a plus.
2: Another thing I always love um, being a Walt Disney World cast member is all the quick service places mostly take your discount cards. So even being like a freestanding cart, then giving you like even a teeny tiny discount, you feel like you're like on top of the world coming from Walt Disney World where you have to be at a table service restaurant.
0: I mean, and those discounts, they add up. So
1: mm-hmm. I don't we never even tried to. But I, I wonder what our DVC discount would have been um, if it, if those same places Check that. We'll have to ask my parents. Um, I think
0: it's usually pretty comparable. It's pretty close, I think.
1: Yeah. I'm not necessarily saying the percentage just because I – but I know like a lot of quick – Are you just saying
0: like if they do it? Yeah. Oh.
1: We'll have to uh, update on that as we find out about it. So people, our listeners, I'm sure, already know. Um, the only other food item that I was thinking about that we haven't mentioned yet was the angry dog. So that's something that I ate – It was good. I mean, it was a spicy hot dog. Just something
0: different. It was a cute
1: cart. mm Mm-hmm. I I got in line thinking that they had, like, there was something unique, more unique about them. So I was going to just get a regular one. Because they
0: called it a slightly annoyed dog.
1: Yeah. So I asked the cast member when I got up there, what's a slightly annoyed dog like? And he's like, it's a hot dog. (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, I'm getting the well-themed one. So I got the angry dog. It wasn't overpower, like, it, it wasn't too spicy. It came with, like, some hot fries, which was a good throwback. That was always a good um, uh, road trip, like, gas station food for me. So that was we fun. We
0: never grew up eating those. That I think that was my first try time trying a hot fry.
1: Well, They were good.
0: Just... I ate, like, half the bag.
1: Yep. So, and that's, I can't think of any other food that really stood out to us. There was
0: one thing that we didn't get that we wanted um from the bing bong Mm. the memory refresher we really wanted one of those but we the timing just never worked out where we were back there in an appropriate snack time the time that we would have gotten it we were running to the frozen show and that's another story Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: we didn't get one of those but i would love to go back and try one because they're so cute
1: Mm -hmm. well cool well let's move on from food um and next thing that I had on the list was attractions. So this is a doozy of a question, of doozy thing. Maybe if we just kind of share the highlights, things that really stood out to us as being, you know, spectacular or things that are worth mentioning. I'll start. Go. I want to share something that we did not enjoy, and that was the Pixar Pal around.
0: Oh my gosh, we quickly learned that none of us are fans of height. And we didn't even do the swinging ones. We just did, like, your average Joe. I don't even know what you call that, cart? I just call it, like, death buggy. I don't know. (laughs) It was awful. I mean, at first, it was just Liz who hated it. And then slowly, I hated it. And then by the end of it, Brendan was, I don't even know, just, like, We were all just close to tears. I don't even know how to describe it.
1: Let me try to share my mindset on it, my experience. I got on. I immediately started thinking, man, I really am not enjoying this. It's creaking a little bit too much for me. It's even in a non-swinging one, we're swinging a little bit too much for my liking. And then you and Elizabeth kept commenting on how much you wanted to get off. And how much you weren't enjoying the view, <laughs> and like I was trying to keep it calm, calm, and collected, and then I finally just had to explode. He like up.
2: snapped. It was well, will like, see. we we'll <sighs> Catherine kept grabbing like Brendan's like hand and see and like trying to like respond to him for safety, and <laughs> Brendan was like, "Stop it! I'm just as terrified as you." And we're, like, <laughs> we're like, "Oh, oh! You're you're not enjoying this," and it was like kind of set in that all three of us were just as panicked as. The four-year-old that got evac'd off on the first time around. Oh, yeah. Well, it was like, okay, so I think we were fine the first time because it
0: consistently moved. It was the second time that we went around where it was like,
1: go, stop,
0: go, stop, go, stop. And we were just sitting at the top for so long. And it it it
2: felt terrifying.
0: Yeah, it was just, that was game over from there. And we were like, please do not let this go around one more time. We are about to like... Act like caged animals. But at
2: first, Brandon was being such a great sport. He was like, oh, look at the bear. You can see it. And, and we're like, oh, bear. Okay. Like, look at the bear. Just look, look, at bear. Look, the at bear. look at the bear. Look at the grizzly peak. Is
1: that what you're talking Woo-hoo. about? Yes, like
0: focus
2: yes. on the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like grizzly peak. Got it. And then after the second time around, we're like, the bear is not helping. No. <laughs> Nothing helped.
1: I've never been afraid on a thrill ride. Like not in a very long That's like long a kiddie
2: time. ride. That's not even a thrill ride. I know.
1: I know. Well, That's what I'm saying is that I, I didn't know that I didn't like heights until I caught on that.
2: Yeah. we. I've like dreamed about going on hot air balloons, but after that, it's like, nope, game I'm over. I know, but
0: it's, you know, it's just the idea of it and then the reality is just so different. So that's a no from us. Yeah. <laughs> big no. Some yeses. Do you want to start with your big yes, Brendan?
1: Um, I want to I want to let it uh, fester a little bit. Incredicoaster, I think we can talk about since it's right in that same area. Looking at the map, okay. I loved the Incredicoaster. I thought that the queue was as fun as they could possibly make it with the space that they had. Um, I loved like reading about the characters, about the Incredibles family. And Edna Mode and everybody else as you were getting ready to get on. And then I think that the story on a roller coaster was done so well.
0: It definitely surpassed kind of any ideas that I had of it because just looking at it, it doesn't even look that it like it has the possibility to tell a story. But it did, you know, as you rode the roller coaster, it had the characters and the sound effects. And, I mean, it really kind of walked you through the whole um, scenario of losing Jack and having to catch him, Mm -hmm. you know. So that was really fun. What do you think, Liz? Yeah, you summed it up great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was really long, too. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think it was. You know, everything you said and then some again, another Disneyland or Disney World comparison makes rock and roller coaster meh credit coaster greater than rockin'.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it kind of another, carries over, sorry. I was just gonna say another it kind of carries over a theme from our last episode as well though, that it did break down quite often while we were there.
0: Yeah, so unfortunately, we only got to ride it once, and that one time, we just kind of got lucky, because it had broken down the morning that we got there, um, and we were initially panicked, because we couldn't get the Max Pass, and we were like, oh no, like, we already missed our shot, but it was just broken down. Um, so luckily, we were in Pixar Pier when it opened up, and we were able to get in line fairly quickly. Um but after that, that was really our only shot to ride it because it kept breaking down just over and over and over again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Which isn't that, I don't know, broke down, That's still worth it.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely would recommend writing it as many times as you possibly can.
1: Yeah. So it actually turned out to be a blessing for us um, because we had a max pass for it. And it broke down, so we were able to redeem it on any ride. And it was after 5 p.m., so we got to go do Monsters After Dark on Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. So that is, I think, a great segue. So, daytime Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I don't really want to compare it to Tower of Terror because I know, although I know it's the same ride vehicles and kind of same setup, it's a you know, it
0: was it, way different.
1: It's so different. Um, and so I, I don't really think that's a fair comparison. I, I know for me personally, I love the movies. So that was really great to see how they, I mean, it was exactly how I would have pictured going into the collector's kind of offices. Mm-hmm. So that was wonderful. I thought the pre-ride show with Rocket was amazing.
0: And you love Rocket, so again, that helps.
1: I do love Rocket. I was, yeah, I was, I knew what was coming. Again, I've watched like the ride POVs, but it was still amazing. Um, Yeah, and then the ride itself, it it tells a great story, which I think is the biggest thing about the entire Disneyland, Disneyland Resort as a whole of what we our big takeaway was that they tell so many different stories.
0: So then we loved it during the daytime, but I think we loved Monsters After Dark even more.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think for me, the biggest single reason why I loved Monsters After Dark so much is that it was a continuation of the same story as the daytime ride that you got on. There's immediately references about, oh, you're back. It's after dark. We're closed down. I don't want to spoil the story of it for anybody, but from that moment, I was hooked.
2: Okay, but can I please mention the soundtrack they played for Monsters After Dark? (laughs) Yeah. Because it is now on my personal playlist for Get Hype When I Just Need to Be Put Into a Happy Mood. It's so, it's like a rock song. Like, almost like a heavy metal rock song. Yeah, like headbanging. Yes. And so, when you get into the elevator, Brendan you know very much so described Pre-show is different and you first almost immediately go up the elevator you don't go back like you do in tower of terror you just shoot up into the sky and she you have, said, like, have like spoiler alert sorry sorry and you just have head and rock music like your gut is in a knot and you are just ready to go like i felt like i could run a marathon as soon as like <laughs> i don't run like i do not run for anyone or anything and i was just so fired up and so energetic like i love monsters after dark <laughs> it was really it's an- fun it's so amazing i love monsters after Dark, soundtrack. shamelessly
1: so it it is maybe worth mentioning for people who are not as familiar with it monsters after dark is only an overlay that they do during the halloween season so unfortunately it's not something you can do year-round but for that sole reason i almost feel like i can only go to disneyland during halloween now because i can't imagine going there and not doing monsters after dark
2: and i just couldn't believe the time that the cast members took like They had a separate vest they even put on, which is such a simple article of clothing to put on. But to think that everyone that works at attraction has to have a separate piece of costuming ready just to change into, like gradually throughout the day at Walt Disney World as it transitions into the Halloween party, all like the maids and the butlers for the Haunted Mansion come in with like their spooky makeup. And it's a gradual thing you see. But, like, at a time, like, all of the cast members, had put on their, like, nighttime, like, monstery vests. And, like, it's just, like, an immediate change. It's wild. I loved it. I loved everything about it.
1: Yeah, and even the loading cast members had, like, a different spiel that they told you. Yeah. So, I, I just think top to bottom, I love both versions of the attraction. I think... I was a little nervous about, like, for someone like you, Liz, who has not seen the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, to see what you would think. But I'm I'm glad that it transfers over to people who have seen the movies and not as well. So, next one on my list, I mean, I guess it's Radiator Springs Racers.
0: Yeah, we've got to talk Cars Land. Mm -hmm. So, growing up, I think... One of my favorite rides from Disney World was always the test track. That was just something that me and Liz always used to ride just over and over and over again with Dad. So going into Cars Land, you know, we've seen the previews and kind of what to expect. So I was definitely expecting something very test track-like. So I was really excited about it. And I think it kind of took test track but then put a story with it. So it was almost like, you know, your typical dark ride for kids. But then it had the thrill element at the end where you were actually racing. And I really liked it. I agree. I mean, it was probably one of my favorite rides probably ever. I mean, what do you think, Liz?
2: I agree. It was one of my more favorite rides. But unpopular popular opinion, I loved the trackless ride the Luigi's Tire Riding Cars Land. Because I've never been on anything even remotely similar to it. Like I was just watching the ride vehicles move freely about on the ground and I had to ask Brendan, I think probably 10 questions because I knew he's researched them and just about how it moves and how there are so many different computer systems and how there are trackless rides at other Disney parks overseas. So the Luigi's tires was just something totally brand new to me, and I thought it was super fun because you know they're different colored cars and they move differently. So, and they have names.
1: Yeah, that was a great yeah. touch. That as the cast member checked your seatbelt, she said, "Yours is named so and so."
0: Yeah, I don't even remember her, her name it's anymore. Italian name. Yeah, but it was cute. <laughs>
2: yeah, I thought it was just really fun that there is an like sort of a ride for small children or, you know, like people like me, that was right next to a big ride. So if the littler kids would be sitting out or like our mother would be, we could try to force her to go on something else.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's a, it's something that I kind of thought while we were there. And it kind of hasn't left my mind since is that, you know, from a people watching standpoint, watching other people ride Luigi's ride, is very entertaining because no, <laughs> nobody riding that is not smiling and laughing yeah. and, you know, having an amazing time. So I just love that, that, you know, people of all ages are out there enjoying
0: it. Yeah, you definitely can't ride that without smiling.
1: Mm-hmm. Which I think is something you can say for Mater's Junkyard Jamboree as well.
0: And we got to ride jamboree. So we were lucky enough to listen to Larry the Cable Guy sing um, Halloween songs. And that, let me tell you, is a treat.
1: And and we also recently learned from our friends over uh, Jackie and Sean at Monoreal Radio told us that they have him singing Christmas songs right now.
0: So we have to go back.
1: So if that's something you need in your life, Larry the Cable Guy singing seasonal songs, then that is the ride for you.
2: It's literally hilarious. We were dying in the queue, just listening. Cause yeah,
0: cause you can hear him singing all the songs the whole time. So he had like, um, one-eyed, one-horned, flying, purple Fender benders. <laughs> yeah, was our song. <laughs> and I don't remember the other ones, but they're hilarious.
1: I I feel like I have something I need to get off my chest, in that. For years, the country bears, I kind of go in hoping I'm not wearing anything that says I'm from Tennessee.
0: Oh, you just cringe. Yeah, because it's so awesome. And I did
1: feel a little bit on that ride. Right? Cringe
0: cringeworthy.
1: That I'm like with all these cool California people. I try not to talk country, but I'm sure it comes out a little bit since I've lived here my whole life. Just thinking, is that like...
0: Do, do I sound like that?
1: Or do these people think that everybody from the South talks like layer the cable guy
2: okay but country bears is so much more risque like it's actually quite a provocative show but it's also
0: cringeworthy
2: yeah the cringeworthy especially when
0: they start singing like rocky top and stuff you're like oh god (laughs) run away run away (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: but it was a very fun ride looking forward to alien swirling saucers when we get to go ride that at christmas
0: i can't even think about anything other than slinky dog but it's fine that's
2: a that's another day remember it's the alien swirling saucers you don't want to abbreviate that the other way
0: Hmm. alien swirling saucers the
2: what do you mean yeah you you gotta put the alien swirling saucers when you make the abbreviations (laughs) gotta be careful
1: Catherine still hasn't figured out i'm sure she'll figure it out by the end of the show (laughs)
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. You two are in cahoots against me. <laughs>
2: Always.
1: All right. So I think that's kind of the e-ticket attractions summed up um, pretty well. The other ones, I thought Monsters, Inc. was a really fun little dark ride. The, I mean, the ending with Roz is the best part.
0: Yeah, for sure. That, that was, was magical. Cute. We also enjoyed... I mean, I don't know if I'd say enjoyed, but the river um, (laughs) rapids kind of rampage ride, we had to ride that at least once. I think if we were there now that they've put those like warming booths out, we would have paid the $5 because we hate being wet. But it was a cute little ride.
1: That's just one of those that it's such a gamble on who else is in your raft. And we, we were
0: with other people like our age. Yeah. So, so, so they were fun. They were
1: they were fun. They were, you know. Yelling, they were good sports. Having a good time. Yeah. So that's, that's always fun. And I, mean, I
0: think the good thing is, too, that we all equally got wet. You know, it wasn't just like the same one person because that's always miserable, especially when you're that person. It's always good to <laughs> that see <guy>. the other. <laughs> yes. It's always good to see the other people in your
2: raft getting just as wet as you are. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: It's like we're in this together. So one of my favorites is always like not an attraction attraction. So I know you guys asked me briefly in the lightning round, what my favorite ride was at Walt Disney World. And it's not really ride, but more of an experience in Channing Tales with Belle. But another honorable mention we should say is going into the Hollywood part of dca there is the animation place and mm-hmm. into this sorcerer's workshop is one of the most magical things i have ever been to mm-hmm.
1: and it was kind of like a hidden little gem that we wouldn't have even known about it unless we were playing trivia on the play app
0: yeah so let tell them what is the sorcerer's workshop
2: so if you all have been to um, Hollywood Studios in the past, we used to have the animation courtyard where they would have a Disney animator to you how to like sketch a character. So we went into the sketch artist's place, and we did that, and we left. We didn't even walk into the Sorcerer's Workshop. We were on the play app and doing trivia, and it had things about Belle's library.
1: Beast library
2: the beast library which gave the bell um Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you go through the sorcerer's workshop and they have these moving pictures you'd spin the wheel and you see the character go into the actual motion and it was really cool wheels and you can see it from different angles and heights depending on where you're standing and then you could practice on huge reams of paper how to draw them as you continued on through the actual motion workshop and you get into the beast library You sit down in front of just a blank book and you answer sort of like a BuzzFeed trivia questionnaire about your personality and, you know, how you live your life. And you actually get matched up with a Disney character. And it was just a really fun experience because you're touching an enchanted bookmark on this blank page and it takes a picture of you. And it shows you're a Disney character and it just magically got matched to Belle and Brendan, you were Wally.
1: Um, no, that's offensive. Um, I was Marlin, which is That's not what up. she said. No, she said Wally. I'm sorry.
2: Oh. Captain who
0: okay. are you? Who was I? I feel like mine was something like embarrassing too. Not it was as something like embarrassing is Marlon. You're I thought determined. You were, You're ambitious I, and determined. You were Eve. No. I I knew someone was from Wally. Yeah, we'll see. That's embarrassing. Like, she's a like. What does she even do? I just don't <laughs> like that movie. So maybe that's why I don't like it. But whatever.
1: <laughs> it, it's not you. Do you think Liz, um, doctored the questions to make sure that she matched Belle?
0: I don't know. Maybe. But that was definitely fun, definitely unique. Same with, like, the Animators um, Academy academy that you mentioned. That, that was, was super cool. I think we all enjoyed that.
1: Um, I, th- I think it's worth noting that as we're standing in line, we did have some, somebody in our group, no pointing fingers, who wasn't as excited and was a little grumpy, I think would not be the adjective that I would use. But then once we got in there, smoked everybody else in the animation academy and then left just grinning ear to ear.
0: So let's get this straight. We're going to, like, take
2: shots. Is that our new vibe? Oh, if we're taking shots, we're going to have to throw some darts when we talk about Frozen. Oh,
0: my God. Okay, so moving on.
1: No, but it was really fun. We got to draw Vampire Mickey. Which was so much fun to do something special like that. I wish we had time to go back and do other characters because I know other people did like Devil Donald and, and all kinds of other Halloween themed um, characters. But that was fun. The only issue is there's just no good way of getting that piece of paper home.
0: Yeah, because you have to fold it and it gets all crinkly. And we were hoping by doing that that we'd get kind of like a free souvenir that we could keep in our office and stuff. And I don't even know what happened to that paper anymore. Although it would be mine that's hanging up because, you know, artist. But Mm. I don't even know where it went.
1: Yeah, I I wish if they would have sold us like a little plastic sleeve to put it in, I would have bought it.
0: Oh, maybe we should market that for them. Yeah, like fifty cents. <laughs> They'd probably mark it up to like twelve dollars, but you could really sell it for like fifty cents.
1: Yeah. Um, I think there's really not that much more to talk about. I think, you know, it's another very long episode, which is fun. Um, but I think the other ones, of course, Soren, very similar to the one that we have in Epcot yeah it's soaring it's fun um b1 yeah b1
2: what that's where you want to
1: that's where you B- that's, that's the optimal seating
0: b1 is that like a known thing is i supposed to know that
1: you do now okay pro tip
0: okay pro tip ask for b1 apparently <laughs>
2: It's the middle at the top row, B1. B1. They tell you, they tell you that it was designed for row two because that's the middle of the screen. But you want to be B1,
1: especially because we love heights so much.
2: <laughs> yeah, big heights, people. <laughs> big heights, people.
0: As long as yeah. you're not
1: in a little swinging buggy of death, then I think you're good.
0: Like a caged animal. <laughs>
1: um, I can't. Oh the silly symphony swings. Super short. That. Super short but so much fun.
2: Yeah. Pro I tip, bring swings. a small child.
1: Yes, yeah. if you bring a small child, you get to jump to the front of the line.
0: Yeah, because you have to sit in like the special seats, the side by side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so steal a child and ride the swings.
1: Something that I didn't even realize until I was making this list to make this episode. Um, something that we talked about in our other episodes with characters, I don't think we met a single character in DCA. Oswald, unfortunately, was taken away from the park just a few weeks before we got there. That was a big bummer. Um, we, I'm,
2: like,
0: really thinking right now. We wanted to meet Captain America.
1: But he was never out. We saw Spider-Man, but we didn't wait in his line. We never saw Groot. Which I was super bummed about. Uh, they, I think just how the park is laid out, they don't walk around as freely as they do in Disneyland. That's kind of a Disneyland thing. So we didn't see it. We saw uh, Woody and Buzz in front of Toy Story Midway Mania. But I don't think we met anybody.
0: No, I don't think we did. So I guess really the last thing we did was the nighttime parade.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, so it is worth mentioning World of Color was still down for refurbishment while we were there. I know people rave about that, about it being such an amazing show. That's something I think by itself is a reason for us to go back out well, there.
0: And the everything else, the Incredicoaster and the Memory Refreshers.
1: Yep. Cars it, Land
0: at Christmas.
1: Yep. And they'll have Star Wars Galaxy's Edge before Orlando will.
0: Is that DCA though?
1: No, that's in Disneyland. Oh. But yeah, so paint the night. I will preface this by saying I don't think we fully enjoyed it as much as we could have under different circumstances. We were so tired at this point.
0: We were really tired, and I was really annoyed with the people we were sitting next to. Or not even next to, the people that were behind us. I don't know, they just had no sense for personal space, and I'm not a fan of that.
1: So, unfortunately it wasn't like the best circumstances for us to watch the parade. However, I think it was still a fun parade. The song itself, I think, kind of stuck in your head for a couple days. The floats that stood out to me, the toy, I mean when uh Buzz and Woody are riding Slinky and he's all lit up, that was really fun. That was cute. Um, and then the big Mack truck from Cars with all his lights. I um,
2: thought Mack truck was cool. Agreed. I thought that the alien spaceship was a very cheap copy. Not very. Grain of salt. Please listen with a grain of salt. But it was very mirror, similar, just lit up of the Pixar parade that already happened at Disneyland. So I felt like it was still, there was a Pixar parade at Disneyland and there were so many Pixar movies and paint the night. I wanted more like of the fantasy Disney, not Pixar movies. I thought it was just so much similar, repetitive of the same movie series. Definitely I wanted, a theme. I just wanted more characters.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really can't like share many more thoughts on it. I thought it was fun. I don't think it's as good as like the Main Street Electrical Parade, if you're comparing nighttime parades.
0: I think, yeah, I feel like it was shorter as far as like time-wise. We were kind of at the end of the parade route, but I feel like it was fairly short once it got started.
1: But again, I do think that under different circumstances, if we weren't so tired and we were in a better setting and didn't have the people kind of stepping on us, we would Literally have really stepping on us. We would have enjoyed it a whole lot more.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Something to consider next time we go. Need an afternoon nap.
2: <laughs>
0: that was kind of the turning point for our napping.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: After that, we did start napping.
1: Well, cool. I really can't think of anything else to cover. I know there's so much more, and I'm sure as soon as we end the episode, we'll think of uh, of other things, but. I think overall, just kind of wrap it up as a whole, DCA completely fell in love with it. I think that we definitely did not spend as much time there as I would have wanted to. Um, That's partly just due to that we only had four days at Disneyland Resort. Um, But it, it kind of brought the nostalgia of old school MGM with some brand new things, caught kind of the essence of California. I think food-wise is somewhere that we could really explore there um, with that winery area um, and some other um, sit-down restaurants, Catal, or no, Catal was in Disney, uh, downtown Disney, um, Carthay Circle. We didn't get to do that, but um, yeah, I, I, I loved it and, and loved Disneyland Resort as a whole as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, overall, like I said, when we started, I think it was, it kind of exceeded all of our expectations. I think we were all really excited for it because it was something that was different. But I think once we started to experience it, I mean, like you said, we just fell in love.
1: Yeah, so I thank you guys so much for listening to this three-part series of our Disneyland Trip Report Um, It's been really fun for us, I think, to reflect on our experiences, get us to critically think about some of the things um, that we saw there. So I thank you guys so much for allowing us to share that with you. Um, If you like things like this, please let us know um, because we want to make sure that we're putting content out there uh, that you guys enjoy. Uh, We'll be back Thursday with our normal guest interviews. Really fun interview with Kate Juno. If you're not already connected with her, you can find her on Instagram by her name, Juno, as in Alaska. Kate Juno. Connect with her ahead of time. Get to know her personality. She's so much fun. um, And I think it'll really shed some light on the interview that that we'll be able to share on Thursday. But other than that, um, Elizabeth, I thank you so much for sharing us, uh, for coming on and sharing some of your thoughts from our Disneyland trip. Thank you for going with us on the Disneyland trip. Hopefully we have many more parks uh, to experience together.
2: Anytime. Thank you so much and have a great night, everyone, or a great day. (laughs) Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Make sure to subscribe to never miss the new episodes on Mondays, Tuesday, and Thursday. Be sure to leave us an iTunes review and share the show with your friends to help spread the magic. Connect with us on Instagram at detour to Neverland underscore podcast or at detour to